Okay, we're here for our third session. We're going through a lot of questions and and going through the kingdom of God and what, what it all entails. There's a lot of things that I've been privy to for the last, uh, I'd say, 25 to 30 years because I became acquainted with the gentleman that I'm with here today. And he approached the word at that time uh, as I was young in the Lord and, and beginning my um, interest in ministry. I got a hold of uh, some of his materials, and, and every time I listened to something, I thought, this is not exactly what I'm hearing on a regular basis from other ministers on television or or via uh, materials. You know, the same message, but a slightly different take on it. And so it gained my interest enough, and, and I've been fortunate enough to really, really um, spend some time, study, and acquire a lot of the revelation that this gentleman received from the Lord, Randy Schenkel. Um, he has a life of pursuing, following God, a lot of dynamic um, encounters with God, a lot of, I would say, I would say a fair uh, amount of dynamic power packed moves of God in your life. God shared a lot of interesting revelations and uh we're going to talk about that today. What we're going to do is I'm going to focus on the first 10 years of your ministry and what God did in your life during that time period. Um, I would think that it's it's a period of preparation. And, and so let's start there. Um, you were born again in 1971. 1970. 1970. Mar- March. March 1970. Uh, and <clears throat> from that time... So the first time I listened to one of your uh, messages, you in, you spent 10 years in a, in a state of preparation. Somewhere in that time, within that, I, I think it was, it was probably August of 1982 that this revelation was given to you. And it was, it was, um, it, it may have been a dream. I can't remember if it was a dream or a vision, but it was a, it was a time that God just said, okay, it's time. Here's, you've been asking me, what is your purpose what's yeah. your message and what why are you here and he he came to you and he shared with that yeah i started off in uh first of all thanks joe i always mm-hmm. enjoy being here with you man and uh we enjoyed our relationship to all these years i have to tell you i have it's always pleasant when you have a relationship sorry as i chased a little rabbit mm-hmm. but i tell my wife that i have a relationship that you're absolutely calm and relaxed with you don't think about it you just I mean, you get together, you just start picking up, flowing. Uh, it's a joy. You don't you don't get a lot of that. Right. You really don't. <clears throat> but I have that with you, and I honor the Lord for it, and I thank you for it. But yeah, it was um, about my mom. My mom has been born again, uh, assembly of God since before, obviously before I was born, <clears throat> and I never got involved in any of it. And in fact, uh, I went to school, went through twelve years, and never even heard. No one ever shared Jesus with me at all. Wow. And that's in a Bible Belt, a place up in Arkansas south of Fort Smith, about 30 miles. So you, you grew up in a Christian home, but you didn't hear the gospel yourself. That never happens a lot. Gospel. That yeah, Never a lot. heard the gospel. And wasn't interested anyway. Mm-hmm. Probably I didn't hear it. You know, it's very possible I did, right. but I didn't hear it. Yeah. But uh, two weeks prior to this encounter, uh, I've become miserably aware of God. I've never was mentally aware of God at all. I just become, I couldn't, get away from him. And I started struggling with the presence of 
and uh, of the Lord, and I started getting frustrated with him. I didn't want leave me alone. Just leave me alone. It's all like things. So, I went my, to my mom, and I told mom, "You know Jesus Christ?" Yes, I do. Said, "Thank you." Tell him to leave me alone, would you? And she said, "Oh, has he come for you?" I didn't know what that meant. And I said, "What does that mean?" She said, "There's a calling." And uh, I said, "No, I'm not interested." And so on a Friday night in Downey, California, I was on walking the sidewalk with uh, my date, and uh, I'd been dating her for a while, and her dad was kind of put out with me. That was the night I was supposed to meet him because mm. he's—I just always honked the horn, she'd come out. <laughs> but he—he uh, he required me to meet him that night after the date, and we're just walking the sidewalk. I was drinking a beer. I was 20 years of age, and uh, some of her friends drove up, and she walked over to the curb, started talking to him. I just kept walking down the sidewalk. You know what's stupid? This is, this is the funny thing about this. I'm supposed to meet her daddy, and I'm trying to walk so I can get this uh, beer off my, and while I'm drinking a beer. <laughs> I want to get it off my breath. You know, isn't that crazy? Yes, it shows it how stupid you can be. <laughs> I never thought, and still drinking the beer, and think i got to walk this <laughs> off. Like years ago when you used to uh, chew grass so we, your mom and dad wouldn't smell the smoke on your breath. I don't know if you ever did <laughs> I that. I never heard of that. Oh, yeah, we chewed okay. That's what the kids are. Comfy boys. They just mm -hmm. get a wad of grass. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, she went over there to talk to her friends. I nonchalantly just started w walking down the sidewalk. And I mean, wasn't thinking about God, just thinking about meeting her dad. And I had that an instant moment <clears throat> where the presence of God mm. just magnified. And I never known him. Mm -hmm. I never experienced him. I believed in the I believed in him as I did Abraham Lincoln. Mm. I believe he existed and he was a part of a conversation of life in the Bible built, but nothing personal. And that presence of God hit me three times in my life. I have heard the audible voice of God. That was my first. And I went to my knees, and still in my uh, obstinance, I threw up my fist. I said, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful he ignores that stupidity. Mm -hmm. And he said, clear as day, stand to your feet, and I'm going to show you what I've called you to do. And that was on a Friday night. And on a Sunday I was dating the same girl downtown Long Beach, California now. We're walking downtown Long Beach. And uh, I said, you know, I'm going to go into this church. And she said, I'll go with you. And so we walked in this church on a Sunday. <laughs> and I went and just sat down. The evangelist name, now this is 50, no, this is, yeah, I'm 50, I'll be uh, 73 in July. So that was 52 years ago. Mm -hmm. and I, And this guy's name was Bill Waters, Evangelist Bill Waters. And he stops, he says, and now, by the way, from Friday to Sunday, I'm trying to figure out now how do I get back in touch with God? How, how, what am so, I supposed to do? So from the time you heard his voice, two days have passed, and this is Sunday night. Yes, okay. two days have passed. Okay. And now I'm no longer telling him, leave me alone. I'm trying to find him. Mm. But I don't know how to do it. I know nothing about you know, no man comes unto the Father but through Christ. He got your attention. Oh, it, it sobered me because what happened, that presence uh, brought a reality mm. to God mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and not a mental ascent. Right. It was a real, 
it was no different than talking to you. Mm. You you visualized, you verbalized, you became reality. At that point, God was a reality now to me, the person. Mm -hmm. And so I walked in that church, sat down, and he said, I guess it's the first word of knowledge I think I've ever heard. And he said uh, at that time, he said, I need to take a moment. There's an individual here who's been the last few days asking, how do I get in touch with God? And the same presence came on me. Wow. I'm sitting in that seat just, and I'm starting tears coming down. I'm trying, and I'm prideful. I'm a young man, tried to hide the tears. I it's interesting that. that, you know, uh, uh, you're, you're a prideful you're a prideful man. You, you have a lot of ego to you at that age. Yes, yes. But but that presence, yeah, it, it bro broke through. It does. It breaks you know? it like And that. it's almost like God can't really do anything with you until you get to that place. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the greatest uh, teachers I've said under you, uh, in fact, he's been dead and gone for years, but I've read his books, and he said, you'll, you'll never really experience the presence and the power of God until you hate yourself <laughs> first. You have to come to that place. Mm -hmm. And he says, after the hating of yourself, the repulsing that you are to yourself, there'll come a brokenness. Mm -hmm. And he was right. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I go back and I, I uh, he said, if that individual will come up here right now, I'll show you how to get back in touch with God. And then he gave that scripture. No man's going to come under the Father but by Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. If you want to get in touch with the Father, you're going to have to go through Jesus. Come on up here right now. And I stood up and walked down there. Wow. And, my, and that's when I got back in touch. Well, then became the pursuit. And frankly, it's been 50, almost 53 years. It has not been extinguished or squelched mm -hmm. at all. My hunger, my thirst, my desire. I want, I, there's so much mm -hmm. to him. See, I know, Joe, that you and I will never, ever, never understand the fullness of God if right. he lived a thousand years. <laughs> well, we're going to, we'll give, we'll break it down to a hundred. Right. So, I mean, you got to get with it. Yeah. I, I always have this sense of, I spend a lot of time studying. I spend a lot of time, uh, you know, pursuing God in my whole life. Well, yeah. not when, from the time I was 16. Yeah. Yeah. Taking it very, very seriously. It's very important to me. And, and it amazes me that I, I think about it, and uh, I, I've been uh, born again for 40 years, and I feel like I, it's just started. It has just started, by the way. I mean, I open up Scripture, and I'm like, oh my gosh, i never seen that before. Yeah. You know, it's just, when will I ever arrive? If we believe in the, the uh, triune Godhead, if mm -hmm. you really believe in that, and then you take all the trilogies of God, and you then know that your life will be in three primary administrations, 30, 60, 100, blade, ear, full, corn, good, acceptable, perfect, Passover, uh, I mean, yeah, Passover, Pentecost, tabernacle. All of those is a journey. Mm -hmm. Did a teaching years ago called Journeying Through the Tabernacle, how it starts through the outside, uh, the outer court, the brazen altar, and then you go into the candlestick, showbread, holy of holies. Mm -hmm. All this a journey, but God, those are three. Those are three there. All things by God set up by three. So I'm in my third trimester. Mm -hmm. Now, my latter days, it's called the latter days. And the latter days is your double portion. You don't get it in the former days. You get it in the latter days. And every man of God will get more in his latter days than he did in his former. Because though the beginning was small, that latter end shall greatly increase. And if we truly do believe in the Elijah enterprise, then we believe in Elijah's mm -hmm. anointing. Mm -hmm. And we get that double portion. <clears throat> and so now I'm in my 
30, 60, 100. Now I might be 60, 65, but the issue is I've got space there to fill out. Mm-hmm. And I'm reaching for that. And let me let me br- bring a point because you, you brought up something while we were just talking a while ago, and I cannot get away from it right now. And it's starting to, it's starting to uh, rise within mm-hmm. me. <clears throat> and that is the power of God mm. is the, the signature of the person of God. And here's what I finally found out. The reason we're not seeing the power of God is because we use, we've usurped the person for the power. When you dismiss the person, you're not going to have the power. The scripture says having a form of godliness but denying the power. Mm-hmm. That means you can know God and have no power. My first encounter with God was the person. Mm. And my second encounter was the person. Mm. My third encounter was the power. Mm-hmm. And my third encounter was, after I, after I went to, up there and got born again, I started going to another little fellowship. And after about, I'd say, uh, six months to nine months, uh, I'm in California. I'm seeing the doctor because I have a right leg that's uh, about an inch and a half, inch and a quarter shorter than the left leg. Because in football, when I was around 11 years of age, uh, we're, I'm, a, I'm a linebacker. One of my buddies is a linebacker. We're going after the running back. And his cleat hit my, uh, that knob on the inside of my left heel that sticks out there. And it just clipped it off like a hacksaw. Well, it falls underneath my skin. I can't, when the shoe came off and the coach told me to get up and run it off, I thought I'd sprain my ankle. I couldn't get up. And he's get up and run it off. Took the shoe off and that little bone just kind of fell down there. And I, oh boy. Well, I didn't know this. I think that took me up to Fort Smith, Arkansas to have it taken care of. And the doctors uh, brought my mom and dad in, asked different, who's the size, what's the size of the shankles, which my dad's side, what's the size of the Ford, which my mom's side. And they could find out how tall I would be. They figured I'd stand at 5'10", 5'8", 5'8", to 5'10". And uh, then my leg would, would not be that bad, but it will, it will still be not grow. I didn't know. I did not know that each joint grows independent of the other joint. I mm. just kind of thought you just grew up like a <laughs> right. tree. Right. But it doesn't. Everyone. That's why nothing's perfectly even or okay. in your life because everyone grows different. Even the each joint grows differently, mm-hmm. and separately with mm-hmm. with marrow. But anyway, so my leg note did not grow from my knee down. It didn't grow for from the time I was eleven till the time I was twenty. In length, it grew width and stuff, but not in length, right? Not in length. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so I've I got this walk like this. Oh, I see. And all of my pants, pant legs are taken up on that one side, and uh, nothing was even. And I didn't pay no mind to it until I started having a real bad problem with my left foot, which is the ball of my left foot, mm. began to give me some serious problems. Well, I go to a doctor, and he said the reason is because of the imbalance, the pressure is on your left foot, it's out of balance, it's the longest one, and it's taking all the brunt, and you're going to have some problems. We're going to have to have you have a built-up shoe. Now, that's, again, I was 20, 20, almost 21, and I've been with the Lord for a few months. <clears throat> but what happened was my pride. I said, no, I'm not going to do that, Doc. I'm not going to do that. Well, you're going to have to do something. You can't keep doing this. Another 10 years, you're going to have some problems. So I didn't even think about it. I go to this, uh, my pastor, 
he said, Randy, you've really got a calling of God on your life. And God seems to, to uh, he already knew I had a few visitations as a young man. He said, you seem to have somehow he visits you quite frequently. There's something there. You need to, have you ever seen the power of God? And I said, no, I have not. Uh, there's a mean I think you should go to. I said, I'd love to go. <clears throat> so he tells me where it's going to be. And I go to this meeting and this minister's there. And, uh, he start, he's starting to minister, and this, this really, I have to tell you, Joe, this was the turning point of my life. To this day, mm. when I talk about it, mm -hmm. I still feel broken mm -hmm. because it was what, it's what deeply apprehended me mm. and mm -hmm. changed my whole psyche about God. Mm -hmm. And it removed all religion at that point. Mm. Religion, I was no longer, I was not interested in religion anymore. I was really interested in a relationship. Mm -hmm with this person and it wasn't so much the power it's just the wonder of his beauty his mm -hmm. grace his kindness to do this so this guy is ministering second or third time i ever saw a word of wisdom word of knowledge he stops and he says i'm getting something from the lord right he was teaching stopped <laughs> right in the teaches and just and if you talk about uh uh detailing he, stopped, he said there is a young man in this meeting whose right leg is shorter than his left leg. But the thing I do not understand is the pain and the problem is in his left leg. Well, I don't <laughs> understand that, but that's what I'm getting. If that individual will come up here, the Lord's going to heal you. Now, I'm sitting there, and I say, he's going to heal me. First of all, that's, I think that's me. And you know what I really did? Literally, I started sliding. I slid down behind the people in front of me. I felt like he was picking me up. He mm -hmm. picked choosing, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to be public. Mm. And uh, so I kind of hid myself. And then he did it the second time. I didn't make a move. And the third time, by the third time, I was actually shaking. I mm. just couldn't stop the shaking. And I stood up and I said, Sir, I believe that is me. Do you have that problem, young man? I, said, I do have that problem. Come up here. Jesus Christ is going to heal you. I just walked up there. <clears throat> he set me down and holds my, held my legs up, same as the doctors do. And it was an inch and a quarter short. He said, boy, your leg's quite a bit shorter. Your right leg, yes, sir. What happened? I told him the story. I broke it in football and stopped growing. Well, Jesus is going to heal you. And uh, he said, I'm going to pray. And I bowed. He said, excuse me, don't close your eyes, young man. You keep your eye on that leg. And he stopped me and said, whoa. You're going to need this for your wow. calling in ministry. Hmm. You need to see this. Hmm. You'll never forget this. And so I, I looked at my leg, and all he did, this was what, this is the simplistics of, I learned in praying for the sick and the diseased and the infirm, you don't pray it, you say it. And that's what I finally learned at that time. You don't ask God to do it. Jesus gave you authority to do it. He commanded you to do it. Lay hands on sick, they will recover. And so what religion does is ask Jesus to do something. Well, Jesus did it 2,000 years ago. What, do you want him to do it again? Mm. So I found out, no, this is in Christ's stead. You are representing, you're an ambassador. You're a reflection of his glory. What would Jesus do if he was here? He said, behold, I give you power. I give you authority to lay hands on sick, power. So, and I learned from this guy because he said, well, Jesus, thank you for doing what you said you did. Boom, the presence of God hit me, 
Joe, I felt like warm honey. I really did. It went down. I've heard this from others. I don't mm -hmm. know why. It, I went down the back of my neck and my spine and my leg shoots out, stops, goes out beyond it, comes back and stops. And I'm bawling. I'm the presence of God. Everybody in this bawling. It was one of those outpouring moments. And uh -huh. uh, the next few weeks, two or three weeks after that meeting, <clears throat> I would I would stumble and cry <laughs> because my foot's coming down normal and I would start crying mm. and thanking him. Mm -hmm. And then I'd go on about my business and I'd forget because I had that, I'd been doing it for, you know, from 11 to 20, you know, I've been doing it for nine years, almost mm -hmm. 10 years, walking that way. <clears throat> and then my leg would come down faster and I'd stumble <laughs> and I'd just start crying, thanking wow. him again. I just did it over and over. But that's when I came and I linked my first encounter in Downing was the person. Mm -hmm. To from that person, then to that meeting two nights later in Sunday, <clears throat> I met the person. Uh, when I went up to meet meet my father, Heavenly Father, I met Christ. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> then uh, a few months down the road, I met the power of the person. So I finally linked wow. two primary factors together, and that is the person and the power. Now, what happened that stopped the power, especially after the 80s, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, there was a lot of move of God. Mm. I was involved in a lot of that. <clears throat> I saw so many remarkable miracles in my own life, just with, with, with like I said, don't pray it, say it. <clears throat> and, uh, excuse me. So what I did was I began to see the absence of the power of God that not in my life, but in other men's lives and stuff. Well, what happened because of the idolatry of the 70s and 80s, uh, it, you will never have the power if you lose sight of the person. And Christ is not going to give you the power without the acknowledgement of the person. Uh, the other thing that I was thinking as you were sharing all that is um, the significance of your calling and, and, and God choosing an individual. One thing I did is I, I did this study and I started trying to examine what was it about these Old Testament prophets yeah. that, that, that God chose. And what I found out was that he chose them. They didn't do anything. Didn't there do was anything. nothing that they did that merited them being chosen. That's the truth, Joe. Not I mean, he just said, okay, I'm going to use you. Yeah. <clears throat> and but then he always showed them power. Yeah. He backed up what they were going to do with power. And, and that gave them the signature that they were speaking from God. They were yeah. men sent by God because that power followed them. And that's when they had the respect from the people. That's when they would listen to them. Yep. They would say, this is a man of God. This is a prophet because, look, God's confirming what he's saying. And so, um, and then I, uh, I saw where Paul shared a lot about his desire was that people believe in Christ, not because of the words that he's saying, but because of the demonstration of power. Yeah. And so that the, their trust, their faith would rest on that power, not in his persuasive words. Yep. And so I can see... But that's see, what it's doing now. It's changed. There you go. That's where you're going. The, the orator. The orator now is the big deal. Mm -hmm. The persuasion of the orator who has no power. And let me share this. Um, back a couple of months ago, <clears throat> when this was starting to come to the surface, the, this conversation, I kept on 
I kept on trying to figure this out. Okay, what is it? Because I have been um, deeply involved in in study for many, many years. And the one thing that was missing, because I, 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 I wanted to sharpen my orthodox, my doctrine, my theology. I wanted to sharpen that. I wanted to be strong and sound and, 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 and pure. But there was something that was always missing. And, and that one thing, and I've shared it with a couple of people, is like the, 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 the pneumaticos is missing. Yes. The spiritual part of it is missing. And I think I shared it with you in one of our our, our dinners that you know there I I see I you know, there's some there's some mentors that I have in my life who are very um, they're scholarly they're they're um, you know university level theologians right right scholars scholars and I I like I appreciate that they dig the way that they do they're tenacious you know they just don't let it go and they keep mm-hmm. on going. But they lack something. Mm. They lack that pneumaticos, that spirit. They don't understand power. And so the way I've shared with it is like I have, I, uh, you know, I have a, an ability. If I want to know something, I know that if I ta- look at this guy's material, it's going to have that. It's going to have that, that, that doctrine, that mm-hmm. sound doctrine mm-hmm. element. If I want to know um, uh, archaeology, the history of biblical, the, the, the land, mm-hmm. I know where I can go and I can get good stuff. Uh, if I want to know even anthropology to find out about humanity and stuff, I can find it, but I can't find the maticos, the right. spiritual part. And that's when I, you know, it's like, I know where that is. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I'm fortunate. I'm very blessed because I have that as part of my education. That's right. That's my right. raising in the Lord is I have, you know, I was able to be uh, trained, discipled, and it was almost, I'll tell you this, my first year of going through SOP, this is 1986. Mm-hmm. My first year, just first year, not even a full year, maybe six, eight months, whatever it was, I'll tell you what, it equipped me with the ability to, well, it's it's once you understand the marismos, you know, how to divide scriptures yeah. and understand and, and keep on going. With that first six months, I think I would have been successful as a man of God because of that experience. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I'm, I'm still digging. I'm still drawing. I'm still uh, collecting. I'm still hungry. And so I said all that because... I think that it's very important that individuals find out about the spiritual elements, the, the pneumaticos element, not just the intellectual, not just the, the great doctrine that you can study and understand, not just um, studying the scripture to formulate a, a, a sermon or a teaching. That's not the purpose of going to scripture. If they can understand the spiritual, spiritual part of it that's where the power is and i think i think that is probably the reason that god walked you through that demonstration and just to open your eyes and never forget yeah what, what, what how important that was and to use you to because it changed you you said it changed you it changed, it changed everything when you touch that but here's the thing that i realized that happened was you're dealing with the power of god and I, nothing else is going to take place in your life. And that's the truth. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you touch that, uh, it. Let me let me tell you something that happened. This is really bizarre to me. Uh, I I was invited to a ministry up in Arlington years ago, 
it's where I met Gloria Lee. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was invited to a staff meeting uh, of this minister and all of his team at his house. A big minister. Very big okay. ministry. And I went to his home, and he'd already heard uh, about me uh, in the signs and wonders and the power of God. So mm -hmm. he wanted to, before I went there, let me go back a little, he invited me to his office. It's really bizarre. I wasn't expecting nothing. <clears throat> he invites me to the office, and I didn't know him. And he said, I understand you're a prophet of God. I said, well, some say that I am. And he said, but I've heard a lot about the power of God and a lot of signs and wonders and miracles. I said, they do seem to follow you. I said, there's three of my best friends. Signs and wonders will follow you. Signs, wonders, and miracles. I said, mm -hmm. we've got a following. Three good friends. <laughs> Just three. I said, some people have millions of people that follow them. I only have three. <laughs> and I said, I'll take my three. <clears throat> but anyway... Uh, all the spirit, spirit of the Lord just manifested right there. And I said, uh, sir, I'm, I've got something from the Lord right now. <clears throat> could you follow, could you, would you mind following me through the office, your offices? No. I walked over to this, this desk, I put up, picked up a pencil, and I broke it, set it down. Went to another desk, picked up the pencil, broke it, set it down. Went into an administrative office, picked up the pencil, broke it, set it down. And he said, what is this? This is what saith the Lord. You have two trees growing up in this house. One is a weeping willow that is broken before the Lord and, and <clears throat> weeps before the Lord and cries, they're on your side. But you have some strong, tall oak trees that are rising up that's going to give you great problems. These three branches are broken off. <clears throat> you need to remove them and get rid of them. So that was my first encounter. Well, <clears throat> about two weeks later, I'm invited to a staff meeting at the home, and this was a very unique experience for me. <clears throat> I walked in the home, and I, we've, I, everybody's all kinds of people there, and he said, hey, Brother Randy, can you come with me for a moment? Sure. Went back into his office. He puts on a reel-to-reel, -reel, which is Oral Roberts. <clears throat> now, I grew up as a babe in Christ, uh, Captain Coleman, Oral Roberts, Moore Cirillo, uh, mm -hmm. Joe Jordan. Mm -hmm. A lot of these guys had a lot of signs, wonders, and miracles in the 70s. Now, that's my first 10 years, just a babe in Christ. Right. And that's how, that's the bottles I was, you know, uh, sucking on, man. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what, these guys were, <laughs> I went to Captain Coleman Means for probably three years. <laughs> Every month, I'd go to the Shrine Auditorium. And, and, those, and I've got some bizarre stories on mm -hmm. that one. I mean, just unique ones. But <clears throat> So I go back in his back office. He puts on a reel-to-reel. So I want you to watch this. Watching people get healed or, or Roberts under his, mm -hmm. the time he was really anointed. Mm -hmm. And people getting out of the wheelchairs, people getting healed, curvatures of the spine, you name it, growths, tumors. I mean, we watched it for about an hour. And by the time it was over, he's crying. Where is that today? Mm. Where is that today? Nobody sees that anymore. I said, Sir, respectfully, I do. Well, I know you. Well, tell me about this. And it opened the door. <clears throat> well, when you are, I married Gloria Lee. She worked, she worked for this minister. And I go, now I don't say this in a derogatory. It goes back to what you're talking about. You can get so established in just the word that you don't now have the spirit. Right. The word and the spirit agreed. Mm -hmm. So when I met Gloria Lee, she was full of the word, just full of the word, <clears throat> but had never seen signs, wonders, and miracles. And her first one was, <laughs> we. I just was dating her. We talked about getting married, believed it was the Lord for us to get married. And, and uh, I'm in a restaurant. And, we're, and 
all of a sudden, I, excuse me, I'll be right back. I get, I go to this table. There's an older gentleman and his wife sitting there. I just pulled out a chair, sat down. Excuse me, ma'am, I have a word from Jesus Christ for you. And she just started crying because of the presence. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing I wanted to mm -hmm. emphasize mm -hmm. is the, whew, the privilege mm -hmm. to have the person in your life mm -hmm. that is a, a manifest. He will mm -hmm. manifest in your life. Mm -hmm. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Moses said, if your presence does not go with me, do not take me up. Well, that's, I, right. that's one of my favorites, personal. Yes. I mean, the, God made that a rhema to me. It's a mm -hmm. life to me. Don't go without him, Randy. Mm -hmm. And so when you, if you can bring the person, even while we're talking, people listening, they're going to feel the presence of God. Right. They're going to be getting healed because right. we're talking healing. Right. The, these signs will follow them. Whatever you preach is what he will manifest. And people will be getting healed and delivered. And mix your faith with it right now. Probably don't have to. It's already coming on you. Mm. But this presence of the Lord is universal, omnipresent. And so I go there, I sit there on that table, and I said, I have a word from the Lord. And she just starts crying. I said, the Lord's going to deal with your husband. He has done you wrong. He has dealt treacherously with you from the wife of his youth. And I mean, he's sitting right there. And I just went on and said, there'll be a visitation to your husband. And when Christ visits this man, he's going to be broken and repentant. And he's going to come and repent to you. And God's going to mend this marriage. That's all I have to say, ma'am. She said, what's your name? It's irrelevant. Got to go. I walk over, sit down, and Gloria crying. People in the restaurant looking around. And Gloria said, what is this? I said, that's the presence of the person. This power of God is, no, it's a presence mm -hmm. of a person. And I said, uh, Crystal, let me let me straight. Uh, well, Crystal, now that's my second wife. Gloria Lee passed away, but uh, Gloria, I said to her, Gloria, let me understand. Let me share with you where the mistake is made. <clears throat> People get hung up on the word power. They want the power of God. Mm -hmm. Listen to the term. I need the power of God. Well, you're leaving out the word God. If you want to walk in the power of God, you're going to have to have a very personal relationship with the person of God. When you have that personal relationship with God, it's an emanation. He emanates. It's who he is. It's not what he does. He doesn't just have power. He is power. And when you do with this, I do this thing called the metamorphosis, a teaching on metamorphosis and osmosis. And when you do with osmosis with God, you and I both know Romans 12, metamorphosis is the, the uh, transformation that goes on in your mind mm -hmm. and, your, and your mind, will, and emotions, your whole person. Uh, as you take the Word of God and meditate it and become mm -hmm. doers of it, it transforms your thinking. Mm -hmm. But osmosis is when you come into the presence of God. Now, I'm going to give you a Greek word that's so dynamic to me. There are, there are uh, uh, five primary Greek words for the word east to me, which is the word take, having done all the stand, stand there for. Mm -hmm. But one of those is baris to me. And from the two words, para, near, mm -hmm. stand, stand near. And Gabriel introduces himself when he comes on the earth in, to, to proclaim Jesus. And he says, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And the translation of that is, I stand so close to God that when I leave, I take his presence with me. Dang. And I'm telling you. Wow. Whew, whew. And that's when you have a relationship with a person 
that when you leave, you take this person. You don't take the power of somebody. You take the person who has the authority, who has the power, who mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Now, this is when God said, you tell them I am that I am. This is who he is. This is not what he does. Mm. Even though he does it, it's because of who he is. And I've saw them make a uh, mistake in the 70s and start dying. Because when it started dying, they stopped seeking God. They started trying to find the power of God. Wow. And they start trying to get more and more power, more and more power, more and more power. But you can't get it without the person. <clears throat> so they're, they're actually beginning to usurp power over the person. Because now they need the power. No, you don't. You need the person. That's it. And that's what took place in the 70s and the 80s. Wow. And when you come into <clears throat> the whole teaching, and I, I have no negative on this, and no axe to grind, but when you come into that word of faith, what it did became word and that, no presence. That that <clears throat> what that was the main thrust that kicked off in the eighties and throughout <clears throat> probably most of the eighties. Mainstream teaching. Mainstream doctrine was mm -hmm. the teaching was faith, confession. Yes. Um renewing your mind. Yeah. But in on a different level. On a different level. Yeah. So at, at that point. So at this point in your life, you've already uh, been trained up by these men, and you believed in it. In the 70s, you learned uh, faith and confession, the, the whole faith thing, the yeah. Hagen, you know, his, his, he, he was, I guess, one of the pioneers in that whole field. Of the word of faith. Of the word of faith. Now, see, I didn't come up under that. Okay. I was exposed to it. Okay. What I what I came up under, and I'm going to give something, Joe Jordan was the man that, that had the healing for my leg. And that opened my mind to the healing power. Okay. And I, let me throw in a, a strange one. Okay. So after that, a uh, few months later, the same pastor come to me, Randy, there's this man that's uh, coming into the Long Beach uh, City Auditorium. He has a power ministry, signs, wonders, and miracles. I don't really know him, but man, you've got to go. I think you need to go. <clears throat> Now, I'll go back to hold me on to osmosis. It's okay. vital. It's okay. vital. <clears throat> so I go to the Long Beach City Auditorium. Thousands of people are there. I walk in and I sit down. And my heart starts pounding. Something is wrong. And I don't know what's wrong, but something's wrong. Where is this at? Long Beach uh, Civic Center. Okay. Thousands of people. And <clears throat> I'm sitting, oh, 10, 15 feet from the platform. I have a number of people with me, friends and stuff. And I turned to my cousin. I said, something's wrong. He's, and he said, don't make a scene. I said, I'm not going to make no scene. I'm just telling you something's not right here. And I said, and this guy, when he comes out, there's something really wrong. And the word of God comes on me just like that. This man is an adulterer. And every city he goes into, he has adulterous relationships and I want him confronted. Oh, I hope somebody does it because <laughs> it, it ain't going to be me. Now, for people who are listening that have that um, that moving in their life, the prophetic thing that's that's being growing inside of them. Yeah. Uh, was this specific or was this uh, was this an inspired thought that 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 did he put a drop in you adultery? Yeah, two things. Okay. It was very clear. Okay. This was not, I don't know, believe this was prophetic. Okay. I believe it was a word of knowledge. I see. Because I didn't know this. 
And two things he's doing, he's misappropriating the funds and he's involved in adultery and his wife doesn't know it. <clears throat> I'm going to put a stop to this. So I said, oh, man, this has got nothing to do with me. <clears throat> I'm, Let me ask you one other question. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I, I know that people good. will be intrigued. This is good. Uh, because <clears throat> he dropped this into you. His wife doesn't know it. At this point, are you determining, do I do I stand up and do this, or do I do this privately? Did that? Neither. Okay. I'm leaving. Ah. It's got nothing to do with me. Wow. It's got nothing to do with me. I shouldn't. I don't need to be there. <clears throat> so I'm going to be getting up and I'm going to leave. I leaned over to my cousin. Now look, I'm five eight. He's about six two, six four. Your cousin is. Yeah, and he's got his brother, his wife with him, and few And I said, I'm leaving. He said, Randy, don't get up. Don't. Get, I mean, he's right in the middle of the meal. I said, oh, I'm leaving. Nice. And I said, it's my car. You can stay if you want to. <laughs> so I get up and I walk out. And it, you're walking up the aisle. Mm -hmm. I walk, I start walking. He stops ministering. Excuse me, you. I just keep walking. You keep walking. You're the one walking to listen to me. I stop. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. And this is this man's ego. What's the matter? You don't like my preaching? I'm like, well, you asked. And so publicly... Yeah, and, and so I, I learned from God, if you want to uh, take it on publicly, I'll do it publicly. If you want to do it privately, I'll do it privately. But if you're going to do what you just did publicly, Christ is going to answer you. He's not intimidated by you. So I said, let me tell you what I do know about you. It's not your preaching that bothers me. It's your character. You're an adulterer. You're misappropriating funds, and nobody in this place knows it. Your wife doesn't know it. But Christ just ended you. Well, I started walking out. People hitting me with shoes, purses, <laughs> slugging me, and we're trying to get out. Now, they, Tom, his name was Tom McCoy, he had to help me get out of there. It was a riot. They were in idolatry to this man. The reason That's is right. the gifts and the callings are without repentance. Mm -hmm. He did have signs, wonders, and miracles. Mm -hmm. They're by grace through mm -hmm. faith. Right. It's got nothing to do with the man's mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. so that's where religion comes in. They think it is. It has nothing to do with that. <clears throat> so I learned even then, as a young man, you mean you can still have the power of God and, and heal the sick and raise the dead, cast out devils, and still have a, an immoral life? Yes, because, and I know other men, by the way, I've ministered with them since then, that I've had to walk out on their meetings. They have this uh, gifts of healing, but their character is shot. They don't spend no time with the person. So I think, oh, man. <clears throat> So I walk out, and the reason I knew that I was really right is a lot of people from the fellowship that I was at was in that meeting. And when I left, he's, ladies and gentlemen, these are just Jehovah's Witnesses sent by Satan to disrupt this meeting. Pay no mind to them. Well, the people that were there knew I wasn't Jehovah's Witness. Wow. <clears throat> and they told it to the pastor, and then they talked about it in the meeting, had me come in, and he discussed, discussed all that. And he was the preacher, he was the pastor then that told me, I want, you need to know this, Randy. I'm glad you went. The reason is you've got to know there, you can be immoral, you can be corrupt, you can be depraved, but if you have a gift from God, the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. God will manifest his power for the people, not mm. for the minister. Mm. Despite. Despite. In spite of that. In so spite. I learned it in my own life. I said, Randy, you don't want to fall away and take advantage of the gift. Mm -hmm. You don't want to use the mm -hmm. gift. You mm -hmm. want the gift to use you. Mm -hmm. And that's the balance that mm -hmm. came out. 
Well, that goes back to the power. Now, I saw two sides of the power of God in the 70s. I saw the depraved and corrupt, immoral, using the Mm -hmm. power of God. I saw the selfish using the power Mm -hmm. of God to promote their ministries. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the power begin to die because of those two perversions. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the power that died. It's the, the removing of that person in their life. Mm. They used to serve him. They loved him. They worshiped him. But now they just hold meetings and use their gifts. Mm-hmm. I think you and I are familiar with the term ver- uh, sons versus ministers. Yes. Well, the sons turned into ministers, and they were no mm. longer sons. They were just ministering. They used their gifts, but haven't been with the giver. Mm-hmm. So they're void, totally void. So I have this great prophet of God, a friend of mine, <clears throat> known him for years, but hadn't been in touch with him. And we, I've invited him to the church in Marshall. This is way back now. Okay, so this is after the church Marshall was established? Yes, just a few okay. years after. Okay. And uh, I ministered with him and another prophet up in uh, Beverly Hills. Okay. And so I've invited him down to hold a meeting. And when he came in, he was dead. He just no life to him, mm. no presence of God. So he come bring him up on the platform. I said, hey, brother, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I said, uh, no, you're not. I said, you are empty. When's the last time you were with the Lord? Wow. Well, I've been pretty busy. No, no, don't, an- don't answer that. When was the last time you were with the Lord? It's been a while. I said, so you're on a circuit making money using his gift. And I said, making merchandise of his gift so you can make money, but you got no presence of God. And I've invited you here as a prophet to minister. And boy, he dropped his head. And he, <clears throat> so I said, all right, here's what you're going to do. I brought you here. You're going to minister, and you're going to minister to these people. You're a prophet. He has a lot of prophecies. And when this is over with, if you don't get before God, I'm going to expose you. So he goes up to, when he went, went up to say to start ministering, he couldn't do it. Wow. God would not let him do it. And at that time, Gloria Lee, everybody's waiting time, 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 just more and more. I remember this. Remember that one? Yes, I and do. And Gloria Lee gets up, walks up, Takes grabs the, the microphone. microphone from him. <laughs> I remember <laughs> Because this. she was full of the presence of God by right. then. See, Gloria made it made a a uh, uh, a journey mm. uh, from metamorphosis to the osmosis. Mm-hmm. She made a journey from just word only or just mm-hmm. word of faith to the person. Right. In the beginning was the word, I told her, not the word of faith. In the beginning was the person. Mm. So if you're going to have a relationship with the word, you're going to have to have a relationship with the person. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe, this whole thing is no, is no more deeper in the mystery than the person. Mm-hmm. And when you walk away from mm-hmm. that person, yes, I can still prophesy. I can still lay hands on the sick. Mm-hmm. I can do that, but I can't bring his presence. Right. And that's the that's, that's the difference. That's it. God said many years ago, my presence makes the difference, Randy. Right. And I learned that my presence makes the difference. You don't have to say a word. You don't have to preach. You don't have to prophesy. You don't have to lay hands. That presence. Mm. And what I learned was Christ. I called him Christ, the individual Christ, the corporate Christ. There's the individual Christ. There's the corporate Christ. And in meetings where the presence of God begins to flow, you don't need to lay hands on anybody. I'm up in Florida. And uh, I was called during the days of TBN, uh, I was called to minister up there, a fellowship about 5,000. I go up there, uh, invite me on the platform and meet the pastor and some of the men on the platform. He goes up and the people have been watching me at TBN for a long time, so they knew me. I didn't know them. 
And he said, we're glad to have uh, Randy Shanko with us here. And uh, Randy, if you'll just take your time, Brother Shanko, take your time, do whatever God tells you to do. I walked up to the platform, and all I said was, I closed, I said, Jesus, I thank you for your presence. And I want you to know mm. that presence hit that place. And I said, everybody in here that has any pain, dislocation, problem in your body, stand up. 5,000 people, I'd say a good 3,500 stood up. <laughs> it wasn't any more than 10 seconds, and it was over with. Came in, shoo, gone. Mm. Everybody was healed, delivered, set free. Pain was gone. The pastors cried. Everybody on the platform was. I was crying. And he said, he said to, to the brother, I have not seen anything like this since Catherine Kuhlman. Well, I was at all a lot of Catherine Kuhlman and me, but what I learned from her was there's a corporate healing. Mm. There is a corporate right. presence of God that when you lay hold of his presence, which is the, now here's an interesting term. This is where it links to the persons. <clears throat> and in the Old Testament is the word face, the face of God, countenance and face. Mm -hmm. Both of those is panim. panim. It's the same word for presence. Okay. So when he says my countenance or my face, so let's take you as a as a as a father. And mm -hmm. When you turn your face to your child and look at them, it speaks. Mm -hmm. And so you now are on his radar. And we may wow. see it as a negative, but that's not what he's doing. He will turn his panim, his face, his countenance, his presence. Mm -hmm. Now get that, mm -hmm. his presence toward Jeez. you, mm -hmm. and that gives you his presence, wow. uh, the presence of his face. You will reflect the person in the presence because of who he is by nature, character. And he doesn't heal because he is a healer. He heals because of who he is in love and compassion. It says that Jesus, he was moved with compassion mm -hmm. and he healed. He was moved with compassion and he ministered. He was moved with compassion and he fed the multitudes. Mm -hmm. It's the person, not the manifestation. And when you can, not the power, it's the person behind the power. And so this, Everybody just got healed instantly, and what a blowout. What an unbelievably blowout. After that, I was invited to another church up in uh, North Carolina, and this one was, you talk about, without the power of God, this would have went south. It was an all-black fellowship, which I don't believe in black churches. That, you know, I think mm -hmm. I've talked to you before about uh, it's no longer an African culture, it's a skin culture. Right. But it, the issue is all black. I was up there and have no problems with it whatsoever. There was another black prophet there that kept telling everybody, I'm a racist. Hmm. I just ignored him. So all the meeting, all the men get together, pastors, all their elders, bishops, whatever they had, deacons there. And he kept saying that the time of the white man fathering the black man and the spirit is over. Well, how can you, you know... I mean, you talk about flesh. I mean, right. this is car this is a right. carnal meeting. And I thought I got nothing to say. I'm not interested in fathering a white guy or a black guy. I'm just in I'm just here for Christians. I, I don't know what color they are. I've never known the color of a Christian. So, <laughs> so he went on with that. Well, and he said he's telling the pastor, "Do not let this man minister." Well, the man made a decision anyway. He said, "Brother Shankle, if you're, are you offended by any of this?" No, I don't really care about any of this. I, I didn't come for this. I'm not interested in any of this. You don't have to talk to me about this. It's got nothing to do with me and Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul said, I no longer know any man after the flesh. I'm not interested in any man after the flesh anymore. I said, this is a bunch of sarks, a bunch mm -hmm. of fleshly stuff. I said, Pastor, if you would, I'd be, lo I'd be love to minister Jesus Christ to the body of Christ. 
I said, all those out there are brothers and sisters if they know Christ. I don't really care what color you are. Well, I'd love to have you. So that night, I ministered. Now, here's what was, all these guys were there in this meeting. <clears throat> I'm starting to share, and I'm starting to share on the kingdom of God. I just got into about 15 minutes of it, and I just stopped with the presence of God, just right there. And I learned one thing all from, from Proverbs. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your steps, order your steps. And every time now I have the presence of God for years, I've always thought, I acknowledge you. And there was a Jesus, I acknowledge you. And he said, start, here's what he started going out. He said, there is a, a, a woman here with a growth, a cancerous growth in her breast, and he just healed that. That's gone. And there's a young lady here who has a hip and right leg hip problem that's really caused problem. You just got healed of that. Uh, you ladies go take these two women to the bathroom and examine them. How many knows this woman? Uh, this woman right there it is, right there. This woman right here. Uh, you have the cancer in your breast. Did you not? Did you not have? Yes, I did. How many knows her? Yes. Take her. She comes out crying. <laughs> Just crying. Gone. Completely gone. That's, and all the other women with you got any gross tumors, go with her. By the time you get out of the bath, you're healed too. There must 15, 20 women came out healed of gross and tumors. Just crying. Screaming. You can hear them in the bathroom. Well, guess who that woman was? The pastor's wife. Wow. Guess who was the young second girl that got healed? His daughter. Now he's bawling. Wow. And he's now no longer seeing white. He's just seeing Jesus. <laughs> and I think that without the power of God, it could be a racist mm -hmm. Christians. You know, I just heard, by the way, uh, this is how bizarre this is. Uh, uh, I just heard now because uh, the, the uh, cosmos culture, and we use that term, cosmos culture is entered into the church. Yeah. The color culture is entered into the church. Now there's a church, and I'm not going to mention it or where, but the pastor's saying there's too many whites here. You're going to have to go in the church. Wow. So they are seeing color culture. Right, right. And it's no longer uh, a nation. Now, if you have a culture, you're from somewhere. Right. But there's no, there's no culture to, to color. <laughs> it's just no, color. No, <clears throat> But I couldn't believe it. I just heard that day before yesterday on the news. I thought, that is crazy, crazy. But anyway, that, the whole thing, thank God for Christ. And Joe, if it wasn't for the power of God, that been, then I couldn't talk my way through it. Right. You see, you can't. So he demonstrated. Demonstrated. He, he brought demonstration of his power. He brought demonstration. Situation. And remember the scripture says, kingdom of God doesn't come in word only, but in demonstration, of the, uh, in power and demonstration of the spirit. We have to have that again. Now, here's my joy. Joe, you and I are, I believe you are in your third trimester with me. I really do believe that. I believe you and I are going to see more signs and wonders than we probably ever did. And we saw a lot of them. If we ever sat down and start talking about some of them, folks, mm -hmm. you would just be electrified. Mm -hmm. But here's what I think will happen. I'm moving now from an individual Christ to a corporate anointing. That a corporate anointing started happening. I had a, now. Here's what happened. Here's what you have to do as a minister. You look back on your life. <clears throat> if you're in your latter days, your third trimester, you look back on what's called the foretaste or the earnest, mm. and you'll find that you had a foretaste of this and a foretaste of that and a foretaste of that. Now, what I've showed you <clears throat> is a foretaste of individual. I had a foretaste of 5,000, 3,500 people standing up and getting healed. So when you have a foretaste in your latter days, you're going to have the earnest of all of that. You're going to have the down, not the, that's all down payment. Right. Now you're going to get yeah. the full 
it's over. So now I've went back and I've done this with Crystal. I went back all of my life. I said, Crystal, I'm in my third trimester now. This is my final days. These will I'll be going out in glory. And I said, I'm looking at the glory and the power of God, the signs, wonders, and miracles to, in the double portion of Elijah, of Elijah, Elijah's double portion. And I said, this is, the, this is an hour. And Joe, I think what's going to happen as you and I do this, this is going to hit corporately. Yes. It's going to go right into these cameras, right into these people's right. homes and lives, and they're going to start getting born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost, healed, delivered, set free, just sitting there mm -hmm. because it's, it's, not, it's that corporate Christ. It's yes. the person. Yes. I'm not preaching a, a religion. I'm not preaching a, a even a doctrine. I'm preaching right. a person. And when Christ came, he said, you are my, this is what he said in Acts, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be my witnesses. Now, what we've done in religion, he said, here's what it sounds like. And you shall go out and witness. That's yeah. not what it said. Be you will be. That means we become something. Mm -hmm. And we become the person that manifests him and glorifies him and exalts. Before I came here with Jesus, sitting in my living room, I just stopped for a moment. I said, Jesus, I... I have no other person, purpose on this earth but to glorify you, honor you, manifest you tonight, people whose lives need That's you right. desperately. That's right. And I said, they can get that. Well, Joe and I just sitting there talking. Yes. And I said, the power of God in manifestation, the power of God in demonstration. <clears throat> so now I'm in, let's go back now after this restaurant with Gloria Lee. Mm -hmm. Now we get in the car. She's still crying. Hmm. She said, Randy, I want you to know your reputation preceded you. This whole ministry down here in Arlington has heard about you as a prophet of God, but primarily these signs and wonders. I've heard about it. Let me mention three or four that I've heard about. Are these true? She did. Yes. She did. How does that happen? The person. Mm. And, I and, and you're not the person. And I'm not the person. Right. Thank you. Absolutely mm -hmm. not the mm -hmm. person. Couldn't heal couldn't heal a broken toe or a ripped toenail. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but we see the 70s came out in too many idols. Yes. The idolatry. <clears throat> and the idolatry is what what you associate with, you become. And whomever you're associating with, you become that if you transfer in the usurping of it. So what happens in every one of these movements, Paul said, I, Paul said uh, there is division among you. Mm -hmm. Whereas there, one says, I'm a Paul, one of Cephas, and I'm of Apollos. Well, one is of Kenneth Hagin, and one is uh, Moore Cirillo, and one is Catherine Kuhlman. They all became, then they become, they've got the Baptists, and then Luther, and mm -hmm. the Methodists, and the Pentecostals. And all of those become uh, little cultures. And you can't, and they're divisive. So it's what religion does. And one of the major devices ones that you find uh, on the internet now is doctrinal differences. You wouldn't believe how petty it's become to where they will challenge somebody's doctrinal position, and they'll get to the place where a doctrinal position was like, they'll, they'll respond. Well, they're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad if you if you all yeah if if you're just a little bit off, you're going to hell. Yeah. And that's something is pitiful because that's that, that's religion. Again. Yes. If you are engrossed in the person, right, you don't have time for that. No. And you don't even think about it. No. But I, I, I I'm thankful. I have probably uh, I could I believe I could say this without any form of exaggeration. I have seen thousands of miracles, signs, and wonders just in in my own personal life. Mm -hmm. And because of what I'm laying the foundation for, even right now, the intimacy. So I'm gonna go back to osmosis. Okay. I'm going down the river, the Buffalo River, years ago, <clears throat> and uh, I'm gonna do some teaching. 
and I've already experienced this osmosis, which I stand in the presence of God. I stand so close to God that when I leave, I take his presence mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. I love that statement. Mm -hmm. And can you stand so close to God? Well, Moses did 40 years, excuse me, 40 days. Look right. what happened to his face. That's right. It was so filled with the glory of God, the people couldn't see his face. He had to veil it. It had, not, had to veil it. So now we have the panim, the face of God, that we can come into contact with, the person, the person. Now, someone, when I said this before, someone said, well, the Bible says you can't see God face to face and live. I believe that in this life. As a human being, I absolutely believe that. Flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. Just it'll, it'll fry you. <laughs> 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 but the emphasis is, it's the person. And it had an effect on, on, on Jesus, the mountain transfiguration. He, he had a transfiguration experience yes. where his body began yes. to shine. Yes, it did. Now, that's the same Greek word, by the way, is for the uh, transformation of your mind. Mm -hmm. It's the metamorpho. Right. And he had both. You could, that this metamorphosis is when you can be running with. Yes. And, you know, that same instance, there was a comparison about uh, with who to listen to. Who to yes. hear. Remember, he said, let's build three churches. Right. <laughs> Remember, three churches. And here's, here's what I say happens. This is true. Every Sunday, you'll be going to one of those three. Right. And you will. You'll either go to the, the law. You'll either go to the prophets or you go to Christ. Yeah. And somewhere you've got to find that what the, what is Christ's church? Well, it ain't a building; it's a no, body. No. So everybody loves the building. Don't get me started. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and stay on the power. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> stay on the power. Stay on the power. The, the the church is it a building? Is it a physical location? No, no. not at all. It is not. This this would probably be offensive, mm -hmm. but uh, going taking the Old Testament and. Uh, transferring it into the New Testament, wrong. You have all these as Moses' tabernacle. Right. Every one of them is a, Mo is a Moses' tabernacle. We're building our little churches, our mm -hmm. Moses' tabernacle, because even the Acts says it was the, the church in the wilderness, mm -hmm. and they called it a church, <clears throat> which was an assembly, by the way. Right. And uh, so they, they, that's what they've done. But let me go back to now. I'm sitting there with Gloria Lee, and we're <clears throat> have, after this encounter, and she said, how does this happen? Mm. And I said, Gloria, with all due respect, I tell you where you're, you're void. You're void in the spirit, mm -hmm. but you're filled with the word. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's an unjust balance. Mm. You may not believe it, but even this whole denomination has become an unjust balance. And I said, the Bible calls it an abomination to the Lord. If you're not balanced in word and spirit, mm -hmm. and I said, I came up in the, in the days where all it was the spirit, no word, bunch of idiots right. don't have any idea preaching stuff. They don't know what they're talking about, but just full of the spirit signs, wonders wow. and miracles, wow. but no theology, no doctrine. If you're offended by the term, you know, this don't be. <laughs> because it's a matter of that's that and a lot of Pentecostal have that just a whole bunch of spirit and no word right but then the element come all word and no spirit yeah what happens if we can balance our lives both in word and spirit mm -hmm. so she says to me how do you do this I said <clears throat> Gloria Lee there are three primary words that make this in my life they're my mainstay you have to have an awareness a sensitivity and an expectation that has nothing to do with intellect. That has nothing to do with the word study, meditating the word, memorizing scriptures, none of that. It's what the human spirit has to have to be able to flow and move with God. 
if you are dumb and dense and, and you cannot move, you're stubborn, you're obstinate, you're prideful, you're arrogant, you're not broken, there's no brokenness, then you can't really move into that manifestation of the presence of God. The three were awareness, sensitivity, and... Expectation. So number one, the person. First and foremost, there is an awareness of God. <clears throat> Adam, you go back to the first Adam, he was totally aware of God. There was no... He was aware of God. Right. Forgetting the sin, because then he went and hid himself, no longer aware. Mm -hmm. He is consciously knowledge of God, right. but he's not aware of God. Wow. There's a world of difference. When he was aware of God, he was God, I'm going to use the term Christ-centered. Mm -hmm. After the fall, he became self-centered. Mm -hmm. There's the problem. Mm -hmm. Now I'm aware of me. I am expecting me. I'm sensitive to me. And you get nothing done. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody gets mm -hmm. saved, healed, delivered, set free. Right. <laughs> no, they're right, right. But when you go back and you become aware of him, <clears throat> then you develop your faith walk, which is a strong expectation. And in that, you have to cultivate that breath. Now, when I go with osmosis, there's a silhouetting that takes place in this. A silhouetting <clears throat> is when... We're talking spirituals now. Spirituals now. Okay. Your human spirit, he has to be the man. He has to be targeted. You, mm -hmm. this, this is the man that's most important. Nothing to do with your firstborn, this is your secondborn. Correct. Flesh profits nothing. Words I speak, spirit and life. This is where you get into pneuma and zoe. These two mm -hmm. words are elements of the human spirit that make your walk, your life powerful. Mm -hmm. Changes you, changes everybody around you. Mm -hmm. You can walk in a room and they can feel the presence mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. You can bring him. Mm -hmm. And I know that personally, you can do that. <clears throat> thousands of times. So you go with the sensitivity. Now, when you get into this element, we're talking about awareness, expectation, sensitivity, you're getting now into a realm where God can move and you just, you feel it. You, you touch, it just touches you. The sensitivity. Part. Sensitivity. So Gloria Lisa, I've never seen anything like that. I said, nah, I know that you haven't, but you will. So now she's still at the, a few weeks goes by. I'm still in Arlington. She's at uh, the minister. She's working there. She's uh, involved in pray, uh, prayer for people. <clears throat> I went to the mall. And I'm walking through the mall in Arlington, and I'm just looking for boots. And as I'm walking, just, I'm by myself, there, it, there he is. There's his presence. That, are you sensitive or are you just here buying boots? I don't want to go anywhere without being sensitive. I stopped. I, I acknowledge your presence. What is it you want me to do? And over here on my right was a man sitting outside the mall store, but inside the mall, right? Mm -hmm. Follow me inside mm -hmm. the big corridor. But, and he was sitting out, and he had all kinds of paintings, and he's mm. doing a painting. And, he's sit, and all these paintings were done. And, and uh, there's a woman sitting in a chair, and uh, he's painting her. Now, he does all kinds of different types of painting, people, outdoor stuff. There's all kinds of stuff there. <clears throat> and I said, what is it you want me to do? Just like he's, I'm talking to you, he said, those pictures, go over there and look at the pictures. I'm going to reveal his heart to you through these pictures, and I want you to speak to him. So I go over there. There was lots of people, I'd say 15, 20, 25 people all around there watching him. He was very good. Man, was he good. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I start looking at all the pictures, and the Spirit of God just, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know how to say this other than... Uh, Two or three of them that were together, they came alive. They began to... Animate. Animate's a word. Thank you. They started animating. 
And I'm thinking, is that? And I saw what he, how he had done it and why he had done it. What happened was in the animation, God put his heart, his soul, not his heart, sorry, his soul into that. And I saw the, the, the depth of the sadness, the brokenness of his soul. <clears throat> I saw the depression. I saw the, the anxiety, the pressure. He stressed. And it was all in the and it was marital. Boom! Word of knowledge. His wife has left him. He is grieved over it. Tell him I'm going to visit her. And within one week, she's going to make a call to him and he, she wants to reconcile. And tell him, I know how bad it is. I know what she's done. But tell him, I will pardon her if you do. Wow. And I'll reconcile this. So I go over there and I say, excuse me, sir. I said, I have a word from the Lord Jesus Christ for you. A word from God? Yes, sir. He starts crying. The wow. presence of God hit. Wow. The woman in the chair starts crying. And I mean, you could just feel it in the whole atmosphere there. I told him what the Lord told me about your wife. He's bawling. Now he throws up his hands and starts worshiping God in the mall. <laughs> and I said, that's all I have for you, sir. Your wife will be home in a week. I, I, I strongly suggest you forgive her. Jesus is going to. <laughs> oh, I will. I will look forward to coming home. You know, he was just so pumped about it. I started to walk away. The woman in the chair grabs my arm. I uh, says, what is your name? I said, that's really not important, ma'am. I'm not, I'm not here for you. I just have to do what Jesus told me to do. I'm really going to have to go. She says, please, please, a moment. What is this? And I said, what does it feel like to you? Well, there's no doubt it's God. I said, well, that's who it is. It's not what it is, ma'am. It's the person. The, this Jesus Christ is the person who loves this man. And she says, my husband's a Baptist preacher. And he's heard about this, but he's never seen it. He said, would you come and minister at our church Sunday? I said, don't you think you ought to ask your husband? Uh, I'm going to have to ask the Lord. Well, you, well, sure, of course I will. I said, yeah, of course you will. <laughs> I just found out who runs the home, but that didn't matter. But there's no referral, you know, mm -hmm. no subjection mm -hmm. there. But I said, I have to submit myself to the Lord. I'm not my own. I can't go where I just want to go or where I'm invited. I have to go where I'm sent. I can't go by invitation, ma'am. And she said, would you take my card? And if the Lord tells you, uh, then please call my husband. I said, he'll have to call me and let me know I can't go through you. Uh, mm -hmm. I need to yeah. go through Adam. <laughs> and so he calls me. And my, my wife told me what happened at the mall. Uh, Mr. Shankle, if you wouldn't come and minister or not, I, it's up to you on that, but would you meet with me? Hmm. And I said, well, sir, I've already prayed about it. The Lord told me to come and minister. I'm willing, willing to do that. I need to meet with you and your leaders before we go. I go, so we have a, we're going to do a Sunday night, and we meet Sunday for lunch. And I share with him, now, gentlemen, make something clear. I'm not Pentecostal, and I said, I'm not charismatic. I said, but I know you're Southern Baptist. And I said, what you're talking about is a manifestation of God, a manifestation of the Spirit of God. And I said, sir, <laughs> they, they will fire you after this meeting. Wow. Yeah. He said, I don't really care. I know it's the Word. I just haven't seen it. Wow. Would you minister Sunday night? Tonight? I said, I would be glad to if I have my freedom to do what Jesus tells me to do because if you don't want me to do it, I ain't, I'm not going to be there. You do whatever Jesus tells you to do. Joe, signs, wonders, and miracles broke out. We, I ministered Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday <laughs> night. I went seven nights. I was only supposed to go one. 
everybody in that place got baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, miracles, healings of all different types, etc. And that was out of one encounter in the mall, mm-hmm. God ordered your steps, knew exactly what he knew there was a man. Mm. That's asking for. Remind me of Philip with the man uh, going, you know, on on the uh, uh, what was it? Uh, God on his chariot. Yes. Remember and baptize yes. him. And he said, "How will I know?" Except someone eunuch. tell yes. me the eunuch. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what this guy. He was right. crying out to God. I want. I need to see this. Right. Well, I'm gonna send a man to the mall and get a pair of boots. You know what's sad? I never got the boots. <laughs> <laughs> But these, again, going back to what you're, you're not talking about, and we need to get into it eventually on pneumaticos on, on the manifestation. Correct. Because that's when, who's manifesting? But I, right, I right, I yeah. That, that's, that's one of the, the things that I wanted to get into, one of the subjects, but I know that it's going to be a full discussion, you know, going into concerning pneumaticos, because yeah. in this conversation, you've mentioned a, a bunch of different things, and in my mind, I'm categorizing them. Uh, okay, yeah. I know what happened there. I know what happened there. I know that there was a phenerosis. Yeah, yeah. I know that there was uh, a manifestation. Yeah. You know, and so I knew that you, you, you know, were you were you uh, functioning as a prophet, gift prophet, or was that a charisma, a prof- prophecy? So I'm, 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 I know this because I've been taught about it. But a lot of people will <clears throat> want to be exposed to the concerning the Matigos. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a nuts and bolts. It's like a workbook of understanding all those different elements of walking as a spiritual person. It is. I'm telling you, the whole First Corinthians 12, Yes. it, it, is, it is the foundation for a walk in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you, you will have a ball. Now, I, I have to say that I don't think this is my temperament. It may be. So I'm going to throw that out there mm-hmm. so we don't, I don't confuse anybody. But my walk with God... Uh, is it exciting because it's an adventure to me. Yes. And, and I don't mind me falling. I don't mind right. me blowing it. I don't mind me being seeing great signs and wonders. I don't mind <laughs> me prophesying. I don't mind me uh, misinterpreting the scripture. Mm-hmm. I don't pay no mind to him. I don't pay no mind to me and my humanity. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of faults and shortcomings there. But the person of God is stable. He's settled. He's changes not. That's really, really uh, interesting because to be able to know the difference between or, or to to see the distinction between uh, humanity. Yeah, and deity. Because I think a lot of individuals like myself who have a heart for God and really want to serve Him and pursue Him, and and you can get to the place where you see failures in your life and you get frustrated with yourself and you beat yourself up, or you think that you really aren't pursuing God. Maybe maybe there's something wrong with me. And so you have um, some insights into the humanity, you know, the, the, the part of you that needs to take a break, you know, yeah. from spirituals. There is, uh, let me go back to that. The, the, our problem is religion. I'm going to tell you, okay. religion okay. Uh, denies humanity. And that's the problem. It won't endorse it. It won't accept it. Because humanity, even though we've been born again and spirit-filled, we came from a fallen perspective. Right. Now, here's, what, here's where religion missed it. They condemn humanity because of its sin, uh-huh. and that's the mistake. You go back to the first Adam. Uh-huh. He had, in, in his own life, he had a human nature, 
because God breathed into him the breath of life, he became a living soul. That right. was his human nature. Right. And he had a divine nature. Mm-hmm. And when he told him not to go for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but tree of life, you only had two of them there. So then, here's what, in the fall, now here's what happened. In the fall, he lost the divine nature and picked up a sin nature. Mm-hmm. Now he has still two natures. Mm-hmm. He has a human nature and he has a sin nature. But we've got to go back and find out how sin came, because I've heard I've heard uh, Baptists are really ate up on this one. They call it the old Adamic nature, right? You don't, that, you know, that, which is the sin nature. Right. We don't have a sin nature anymore. That was dealt with by Christ on Calvary. Mm-hmm. What he didn't deal with was the self nature. Right. There's our problem. Mm-hmm. We are selfish by nature, mm-hmm. not sinful anymore. We're selfish. Mm-hmm. You go back to the first Adam with Adam and Eve. Was it self that brought in sin or did sin bring in self? Self brought in sin. It did. The choice of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the right to myself, not just trees. These are mm-hmm. these are metaphorically speaking. Correct. These trees of the knowledge of good and evil. Now listen to this. They're they're both the same tree, the knowledge of good and evil. Right. You can have good people, you can have evil evil people, and they're both spiritually dead. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter. Same tree. Same tree. Same identical tree. Mm-hmm. So you can have a man that's that every man can be selfishly good and selfishly bad. It's the same tree. Mm-hmm. Now you've now you've got what what changes this, and this is where this is what delivered me from people finding fault in me and me crashing and feeling disqualified and not capable. Not you know. I witnessed that a lot <clears throat> in in my experience being uh, associated with you, and. I would see it repeatedly happen because I was involved in the first five years yeah, yeah. of the SOP, School of the Prophets. <clears throat> and so I'd see fresh people come in and they would come in zealous. Mm-hmm. And very, very, I guess you would, you're correct, uh, they would be coming in religious, even though I wouldn't say it was in a bad form, but it was there because when they saw or witnessed you being you, being a human being, <clears throat> it would trip them up. I'm like, oh my gosh! Yeah, you can't act that way, right? You know, you know, because you, uh, you you like you're outdoorsy. You like going into the woods, uh, four wheeling, and 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 just having fun. And so some of them, it took a, well, it, it it knocked the air out of them. Yeah, and they couldn't think. Wait, how can a man of God be that way, free and happy and enjoying life? You and in, and in Christ, you don't deny your humanity. You accept it. <clears throat> And you accept by nature. Now, if we could deal with that term nature, uh-huh. you have to accept the fact in John chapter 3, Jesus said, that which born of the flesh is flesh, that born of the spirit is spirit. Are we, when he said you must be born again, now listen to what we've done with this religion. You must be born again like it's an experience rather than what he said. You've been born once, mm-hmm. you have to be born again. Correct. You have, you're going to have to do this again. Mm-hmm. So now we have two birthings. So we have a DNA natural father. We have a mm-hmm. DNA spiritual father. Right. That makes me both human and deity, divine uh, humanity and deity. Now listen to this. This is where Antichrist comes in. If you deny that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, the flesh, then you're Antichrist. Correct. I come in the flesh. Right. People deny that. They don't want that. <laughs> they don't want. They don't want to see that. Right. Religion doesn't want to see that. 
Yes. Randy blows it. Randy has a good time in life, adventures with God, mm -hmm. do all kinds of things. I love doing all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But the issue is, do I, am I aware right now that I could have selfish intent and selfish motive, but not sinful? Yes. yes. And that selfish will bring sinful. So I step right now and say, now look, let me tell you something. God's given me the power of God. And if you want a miracle, send $50 in right now, and we'll get you a miracle. You want a $50 prophecy? You want a $100 prophecy? Now, I know a man that does that. Right. And I walked out of his meeting. He had me with him up in... Uh, up in uh, Beverly Hills, and we're going to, all three prophets are there, me and two others. He has little uh, pads, little tiny ones. You, you step on them. $25 for the red one, $50 for the blue one, $100 for the yellow one, which you get different types of prophecies. And people came up and did it. Oh, my God. I was God. shocked. I just went and sat down. Oh, boy. <clears throat> that was the end of it for me. But that's what I'm talking about now. He, he, that wasn't, he wasn't uh, operating from a sin nature. He was operating from a selfish nature. Right, and right. Brought and brought in sin. And, and now, was he just using his gift to prophesy? Sure. He's learned how, he learned how to merchandise the Word of God. He, yes. he knows that, that God's not going to renege on the gift. Mm -hmm. Is he a prophet? Mm -hmm. Is the gifts and calling without repentance? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I've, I know a lot of men who've capitalized on it as they get a little older and say, ooh, you know, I can do this without prayer. Mm -hmm. I can do this without being in the mm -hmm. Word. I can just show up and that gift will kick on. Mm -hmm. Yes, it will. But you will find a void in them, mm -hmm. there's, which is there's no presence of the persons. It's just his gift. Mm -hmm. Now, I would give you uh, keys tonight to a nice little uh, BMW sports car, mm -hmm. and you could drive the gift, but it's just avoid car sitting out there right. until the person gets in it. Yes. And that's the problem. The person is no longer in the car. And that's what you feel. Christ being the person. Yeah, Christ being the person. Okay. It's so, a sadness. And there's also this element that I've noticed a lot of lately is um, it's almost like a artificial spiritual walk and it's the area of mysticism. It's um, really... Uh, you're 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 actually utilizing spirits to accomplish things under the auspices that you're doing it as a man of God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, demonic. Demonic. And there's not a lot of discernment that uh, people aren't detecting it, or um, people speaking for God and saying, you know, this is the word from the Lord for you, or this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. Yeah. And he didn't say it. He didn't. He wasn't even behind any of it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so that is very prevalent today. And I think that, you know, bringing these subjects out and talking about it and, and bringing some maturity to that area, that's, that's a big concern that I have is that there's a lot of young people that are entering into the ministry with full boldness. And they've got it into their mind that they just need to have faith in God and just step out there and go for it. And they're, they're using intuition, yeah. feeling of well, I think that if I just go for it and speak whatever comes to my mind, yeah. God will bless it, or I just have to have faith that what I'm saying is God. That's the approach. So what I'm hoping that these conversations are going to do is introduce a, you know, an adult in the room, a mature maturity into the room, and to define these gifts, define these, these functions, these um, operations by God, so that it's not just a bunch of mystic, uh, uh, you know, foolishness going on in the body. 
it ha- it would be answered again by First Corinthians twelve seven, but mm-hmm. the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. If you believe those are gifts, uh, Pentecostals, Charismatics, right. Word of Faith, they all call that the nine gifts of the Spirit. They're not. It's a manifestation of a person, but the manifestation of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I was, <clears throat> I've been around a lot of these uh, Charismatics, Word of Faith, and they still believe, Pentecost still believe. You can show them the Scripture. Right. And they'll still believe it. No, it's the nine gifts of the Spirit. And it's really funny because most of all the modern translations have have. have Modified that. That's how they do it. Yeah. And here's the reason it's void. <clears throat> here's here's the thing we have to get from it. This is not a gift. If the Holy Ghost does not manifest, and you're going to push it, you're going to have another unholy ghost that's manifest. What, that's what. And that's what Satan waits for. That's what it is. That's why you can take these nine gifts. Mm-hmm. He wants you to believe that. It's your gift. Do it. It's just your okay. gift. Do it. But you can't manifest God. God can manifest himself. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. He's manifested three or four times tonight to my spirit man. Mm-hmm. But I can't make him do that. <laughs> and, I'm, and I don't want to, I wouldn't even want to do that. But the fact of the matter is, our sensitivity and awareness is we're expecting him to do this. Mm-hmm. We're expecting him to meet with us. That's our faith toward God. Yeah. And he will manifest himself. He wants to do this. See, that's what, but so we don't have to worry about trying to do something or make something happen or say something to make it happen. You don't have to. You just have to move into that realm. And by the way, uh, here's the thing. You will have more to do in the manifestation of God than you could ever do trying to conjure up something to do. Yes. But if you don't wait for him mm-hmm. and let him manifest in your human spirit, you're going to have demon spirits. Right. Remember the woman that followed Paul around? That's right. And yes. that, I mean, this woman. You're a she, great men of God. She prophesied who they were. That's she was right. right. He, she was right. She was right for days Python and days spirit. and days. Yeah. And he called him a spirit of divination. Yes. Yes. So if you go back to, and let's run that out for a mm-hmm. moment, because you talked mysticism. Mm-hmm. If you go back to that word divination, and you run it out in Old Testament, New Testament, it is what you just said, python mm-hmm. spirit. Now, what does that mean? Now, listen to what, we know what a python does. He, spree, he squeezes the breath of life out of you. Who is the wow. breath of life? Who does he replace? Mm. The Holy Spirit is mm-hmm. that breath from yes. God. And God said the blast of his nostrils. Correct. And, and I love that because he said from the just by the blast of his nostrils, mountains will remove, mm. uh, oceans will dry up. Man, I mean, he says mountains will drip down like wax, just the blast of his nostrils. And you go, you go to that one, and that one deal. That's that's the same Hebrew word that there's a spirit of man and the inspiration mm. of the Almighty. Boy, there it is right there. Here's Inspiration. Yes. That breath of life. So what is he squeezing out? Mm. Not your oxygen. Wow. He's squeezing out that breath of Zoe so that you don't have the life of God to deliver. Now when he's through with you, you will prophesy from a wrong spirit because mm. somebody has rep- replaced the breath. Mm. Now you you are breathing someone else's breath still, but it's Lucifer's, an evil spirit, a spirit of divination. And that's what makes it mysticism. Mm. And, and here's how you discern, he said, you can tell. Now, here's, here's where we go back to First John says something. He said, uh, in, in heaven, the, 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 the word, and on earth, the word and, and, and the spirit, they agree. Right. And then he talks about the flesh or the human being. You have to have that element. That's the danger. 
You have to have, I'm a human being, I have to have the Word and the Spirit. Now they agree on the earth, but agree on what? The testimony of who? Christ. Christ. Now the human has to, in word, bring Christ. Human has to, in spirit, bring Christ. Right. And if you are exchanging and has that breath squeezed out of you, then I've got to razzle dazzle wow you with some type of uh, spiritual mm-hmm. that's, that is spiritual, mm-hmm. but it's spiritist mm-hmm. rather than spiritual. Mm-hmm. It's not pneumaticos, it's mm-hmm. from spirits, pneumas, mm-hmm. wrong spirit. But that's what we've, I've seen a lot of that. That's what I saw this guy doing prophesying. Mm-hmm. He can prophesy for hours, wow. he can prophesy to everybody in the house because he has an evil spirit that can prophesy, mm-hmm. but you pay for it. And by the way, this guy, I, of course, he believed he was the one who said, I'm a racist. And I went and talked to him about that when I'm holding a meeting with him up in Beverly Hills. And I said, man, you're so far off on this. Nope. No, you're a racist. I know who you are. <laughs> and now what he, he's be, now he has a ring. He has the big, uh, like a Catholic cap. He has the whole robe. And to get a prophecy, they come up and kiss the ring. Wow. Neil, kiss it, and he'll prophesy over him. He's turning wow. into a multi-million dollar industry. Wow. So you can see what, and everybody believes it because he, he is a prophet of God. Right. But he's Balaam. Now remember, he prophesies yes. for reward. Correct. That's what Balaam. Balaam. Balaam prophesied for reward. And you have a lot of those prophets today. And God said, my spirit is not upon them. My spirit is not in which now you could change that and say that my breath is gone. Right. right. This, this uh, python has squeezed it out. And that's what makes it mystical. Mm. But if, if any man testifies of Christ, you'll know what spirit is of. He said, try the spirit rather of God. And if he does not speak of Christ, then you have a problem. Now, let me tell you a little secret about that one that will really tighten you up. When you go into charismatics and word of faith and all that movement, they'll take a scripture out of the Old Testament or New Testament and they'll interpret it for themselves. Now, here's what Jesus said, search the scriptures for they testify of me. Mm-hmm. David, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, we've all used those. But it's speaking of the person of Christ, not mm-hmm. us. Right. Now, when someone says, I have a word from God for you, listen to this. This is not the Holy Spirit speaking to me. The Holy Spirit won't speak of himself and he won't speak of me. He only testifies of Christ. Mm-hmm. He's speaking of what Christ is going to do wow. in me. He's speaking to the person of Christ, not to me. Mm-hmm. So he would say, I have called you and raised you up for this hour. Mm-hmm. Who's he talking to? The Christ in The Christ in me. Mm-hmm. And when I usurp Christ and believe it's for me, mm-hmm. and, and Randy, I'm going to send you to the nations and you will stand before kings. Wow, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to be great. You missed it. No, Christ is going to be sent to the nations, and Christ is going to stand before kings. See, we're a You're vessel. a vehicle. You're just a vehicle. You're a car taken. And I, I told Christ before, give me the vehicle. Give me a vehicle I can take you. And, he's, and it's this mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. the body. The temple. It's the temple. Mm-hmm. So we interpret these things unto ourselves, and that's when you get deceived. Mm. So now I'm going to, I will say, you go back to every prophecy you've ever had, mm-hmm. and you'll find out the Holy Ghost was testifying of Christ, not of you, because he won't speak of you and me, or he won't speak of himself even. So he was, he was ordained of God, or if I can say ordained, I'll just say, he, the scripture, Jesus said, he will testify of me, he will witness of me, and he will glorify me. So now, how do you get, uh, when I first, I've had, when I was first uh, born again, the Pentecostals gathered around me, and I'm telling you what, if I was as great as they said I was, 
which I was because I thought it was me, and I wasn't that great, but now I know who the, who the great one was. So now every prophecy that comes to me, I'm able to give it back to him and say, so Jesus, you're going to go to the nations. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you're going to be healing the sick and raising the dead. Randy, I'm going to bring you into an osmosis with me. Though You stand so close to me that when you leave, I, you're mm -hmm. going to take my presence with you. So whose presence am I taking with me? <laughs> you follow me? So right. I go, it always goes back to Christ. And when a man takes it for himself and owns it for himself, that's antichrist spirit. Mm -hmm. Now he's opened himself up for spirits, mm -hmm. and they will be glad to accommodate. Danger. Danger. Danger zone. Okay, so I have a lot of subjects that w I look down at them and I think, oh my gosh, you know, that's going to take that's going to take a while to get through. Yeah, I was thinking about you know an introduction to the Porter ministry. But we have eternal. We life. have eternal life. <laughs> I thought about, uh, you know, the Porter ministry. That was, I, oh. I need to tell you a story about the Porter ministry. In, in, uh, during, during class, <clears throat> I was handed the assignment to take the series and create notes out of it. And so, um, so I spent the evenings listening and, and creating an outline and then going into a little bit more specifics you know, just a work, work, workbook or worksheet yes. out of it. <clears throat> and so I had a really wild encounter. <clears throat> this is probably after about four or five nights of staying up as late as I could stay up, you know, doing notes. Yes. Yeah, I had my own little place by myself and that was a kitchen table. And uh, I was in a little, little tiny uh, uh, mobile home, just a one bedroom. And so... And this is really wild because I've been focused on it, trying to trying to grasp, trying to take it in and and really absorb it. And one night, I had a really odd scenario take place, and I, I I'm writing and I'm I'm listening and I'm very sleepy. And I noticed on the side peripheral, I saw something move on the table, and I looked over at it and I thought, I saw that move, I really saw that move. <laughs> And I thought, okay, okay, <laughs> keep going, and and so I just kind of ignored it. But but I I was keenly aware yes. that that sucker happened. I heard it, and so I I finished. I got too sleepy, so I decided I'm going to go to bed. So I got up from the table and I have to walk past the front door. And when I went to the door, my custom was to just. Do the little latch and then keep going. But I did the latch and then I pushed the button on the doorknob and I pulled the doorknob and I bolted it. And I keep walking. I'm looking back as I'm walking thinking, <laughs> what in the world did I do that for? It was just bizarre yes, to me. Yes. Sleepy. But I go back and I go to bed in the very, very back. In the middle of the night, I wake up with this feeling that something's approaching, something's coming. Okay, so, so, and I'm deep into this message. Yeah. Something's coming. The Port of Ministry. Port of Ministry. Okay. <clears throat> so I can sense that it's on Highway 80 and it's coming up the road where I'm living. Yeah. So I get up out of bed and I run to the door. I get to the door and I grab the door handle and it starts pulling as I'm pulling, pulling. It's almost like a cartoon because I can see the whole wall bowing out and I'm pulling in and it's bowing out and I'm pulling in and then it, falls out of my hand, the door opens up, and <clears throat> uh, what happened was 
I backed up to the middle of the room, panicked, scared, and I fall down on the floor and I'm looking up and I'm praying, you know, because it's in, it's in the room. Yes, and yes. I feel the, the, the demonic, the spirit, that the demonic presence. And I'm praying, praying, and I have that sensation where you can't talk, you can't move anymore. You're just like paralyzed. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Just, <clears throat> and, and in my, my mind, I'm just calling out to God, you know, praying and, and using the name of Jesus. And that was the only thing that broke through was the name of Jesus. And then you feel, I'm back again. I'm like, back. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. And then I'm thinking, this was, this happened? This really happened? And I turn, and the doors open. Now that's just bizarre. Yep. That that is bizarre. So it really did happen. It did happen. <clears throat> yeah. And so and I, I, I shared that with, you know, one of the, the, the elders the next morning. I said, dang, this is crazy. This stuff is this stuff is really the real thing. And <clears throat> I experienced that with a lot of the different messages that I, I would do a deep dive, then I would have some kind of an encounter mm-hmm. because the validated. It's the validated. validated. It is. It's a port of ministry is legit. It is. When you talk about the will of God on three levels, that's the mm-hmm. you go through those three uh, trimesters, and the first one is good, and the second one is acceptable, and the third one is the perfect. But that second one, acceptable, means permissive. And so what happens, what you learn is good in God. Then you start growing and maturing, and then he permits these mm-hmm. these encounters. Mm-hmm. They could be a, a, a cancer uh, uh, dissolves under your hand or a demon comes through the wall. Right. It doesn't really matter. It's him orchestrating it. And nothing will happen to you that he won't, uh, right. you know, the wicked one touches you right. not. Right, And I'm thankful for the permissiveness of God. Mm-hmm. I am. He's, he's very permissive. It's something. that power, that encounter that you have in the supernatural. The, to me, it is an anchor. It, yes. it anchors, it, it, you know, it, it always... It always motivates me to believe stronger in God. My faith uh, increases, sure it does. and so it becomes that anchor. Yes, it's a solid anchor. That demonic visitations can validate Christ in you. It, it does. It validates it does. you. I have this. It may be sound a little irreal, irreligious to some folks. They might be offended, but I, I thank the Satan for it at times when the demons. I want to thank you for validating <laughs> me. Thank you for validating right. Jesus Christ and His Word. You just confirmed the Word with signs following. That's right. And I do. I do that. Same as I do. You know, when we talk about uh, prophesying the principalities, uh, it's the same type of thing. When you start prophesying the principalities, that's different than. But I mean, the, in mine was kind of a mockery to Lucifer. You know, mm-hmm. oh, thanks for validating Jesus right. Christ. Right. But these 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 permissive things are wonderful. Yeah. Now people will think, well, I'm sinning, or the demons coming because I've blown. Right. That's what Satan wants. But no, I see it as an education as well. Totally it's a education. training. Training. It's, training. It's like you know, it's like any fighter or boxer. You, yes, know, you have yes. to really be in there uh, to get gain experience. Yeah. That's yeah. not the way. So we're going to wrap up this session <clears throat> mostly because one of the cameras, the battery went dead. Guess whose battery <laughs> went out? Not mine. <laughs> My battery goes out. Uh, so we're going to spin out for an hour, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Just about five minutes. Okay. So. We'll take a break. Yeah. Okay.